Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Live in Conversation. Um, so yeah, basically, let's just jump right into it today. There's nothing I have to say beforehand. Um, the first time that this has ever happened, actually, um, Now, if you guys know me, I am non-religious. I don't specifically practice any sort of religion. Um, And yeah, but for the first time ever, I have 100% agreed with Pope Francis. Um, That has never happened before. He posted on his official Twitter page that uh, he was calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Um, And I actually agree with that. You know, I've been calling for a ceasefire. And uh, yeah, so yeah. And then also another thing I want to talk about, and this is really the big part of the episode today, is that I am unveiling a new piece of legislation that I have written that I would propose if I'm elected. Now, let's pull it up here. So let's just pull that up and get right into the chase. Now, this would be called the Price Stability and Fair Practices Act. Um... Now, there's no real abbreviation for it, but you know. So this act would basically, um, the whole point of it is to protect the citizens of California from stuff like price hikes and inflation driven specifically by corporate greed. And it aims to ensure that companies cannot exploit consumers by raising prices without valid reasons. Now, the legislation promotes price stability, consumer protection, and fair business practices. Now, this I wrote actually as a direct response to um, McDonald's and Chipotle, uh, two of the main examples, raising, planning to raise prices in California after Governor Newsom raised the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. Um, so, yeah. Now, the definition of corporate greed in, the, in this legislation is basically, as, as I'm going to read it off of here, any price increase that is not justified by increased production costs, market dynamics, or external factors, but is solely intended to maximize profits. And another definition that you will see in this act is essential goods and services, which by definition, according to this legislation that I've written, is products and services necessary for daily living, such as food, water, energy, healthcare, and housing. Uh, We're going to jump into section three here, the first two sections, section one purpose, and section two is the definitions. So let's jump into section three, which is the the prohibition of price hikes relating to corporate greed. Companies operating within the state of California are prohibited under this piece of proposed legislation from increasing the prices of essential goods and services solely for the purpose of corporate greed or profit maximization. Price increases must be justified by demonstrable increases in production costs, market conditions, or other external factors. Section 4, Transparency and Reporting. Companies must maintain records of their pricing decisions for essential goods and services. Companies must report any price increases exceeding a specified threshold to be determined to the California Department of Consumer Affairs for review. The California Department of Consumer Affairs would monitor and investigate pricing practices to ensure compliance with this piece of legislation. Section 5, Enforcement and Penalties. Violations of this act will result in fines and penalties proportional to the severity and duration of this violation. Repeated offenders may face increased penalties in extreme cases, legal action that could lead to a company's operations being temporarily or permanently suspended within the state of California.
Section 6, Public Awareness and Education. The state of California will launch public awareness campaigns to educate citizens about their rights and how to report violations of this act. The California Department of Consumer Affairs would provide guidelines and resources to help businesses comply with this proposed legislation. Reporting mechanism. We would establish a toll-free hotline and a user-friendly online platform for consumers to report suspected violations of this act. Implementation, Section 8. This act will be implemented 180 days after it becomes law. Now, I'm thinking of lowering that um, a little bit less, but as of right now, I have it set to 180 days after it is signed in as law, which allows businesses time to adjust to meet the new regulations. And Section 9, the final section of this proposed legislation, which is the Sunset Clause, this legislation will be reviewed five years after its implementation to assess its effectiveness and make any necessary adjustments. So yeah, that is the newest piece of legislation that I have released to the public, which is the California Price Stability and Fair Practices Act. Now, um, the reason why I'm doing this and why it doesn't specifically just apply to fast food is because, you know, this realistically can happen in any market. Um, You know, fast food, we're seeing it actively happen right now where, you know, Companies are drastically raising prices, specifically fast food companies. They're drastically raising the prices of their products, not because of extremely high uh, increases in, you know, production costs. Um, You know, it's solely because California has raised the minimum for fast food worker wages to $20 an hour. And you might think, oh, they're raising it to, um, you know, they're raising it to basically af- be able to afford these new price hikes. And that is where I call BS. Um, because realistically, these corporations are owned by, well, these these brands are owned by ginormous conglomerates and corporations, which, which rake in billions upon billions of dollars every single year. And with billions and billions of dollars going into a corporation every single year, I think they can afford to pay fast food workers within only one state that has actually done this, which is California. They can afford, without having to drastically increase the prices of their food, they can afford it. They very well can afford it, considering the fact that their CEOs earn millions upon millions of dollars every single year for their salary, which is absurd because the reason why the price, the the minimum wage for fast food workers was increased to $20 an hour by Governor Newsom. One of the things that I actually support that he's done is because it is barely livable um to to live off of what people were previously being paid. $20 an hour, honestly, it, I think is pretty fair and it is is somewhat livable, of course, you know. Um I think a big part of my job that I would assume as governor is, you know, driving down prices of a lot of things because, you know, the reason why we need $20 an hour minimum wage for fast food workers is, is specifically because of the fact that, um, you know, specifically because of the fact that, uh, oh my goodness, I'm losing my train of thought here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, where was I? <laughs> I got a little distracted there for a second. My apologies. Um, but, you know, the specific reason why they're doing this only in California is because of this price increase, because they don't want to lower the amount of profit that the company is making. 
um, which I think is ridiculous. Um, and, and this is currently happening within the fast food sector. But very easily, this can apply to several other uh, sectors that are essential to the well-being of citizens. Uh, as I said, you know, healthcare, food, which we're tackling, water, um, basic basic human needs, um, you know, food. Well, here, here's the actual definition. Food, water, energy, healthcare, and housing are what is defined by this piece of legislation as essential goods and services, which are protected under this proposed legislation. So basically, if, you know, for instance, the housing market, you know, it's a disaster trying to buy an actual house in California. Prices for rent are extremely high, and they just keep getting hiked even higher and higher. Um, And yes, while sometimes it is essential and it is necessary to raise rent or raise the price of housing, There are certain instances where, you know, landlords and real estate agents and groups will intentionally raise prices to increase their payout, to increase the amount of money that they make um, when it really is not necessary. Um, And that's what this seeks to prevent from occurring. You know, we're going to be enforcing penalties. We're going to be enforcing all of this stuff um, against these corporations who violate this, especially repeat violation, you know, for repeat violations, I, I even stated within this legislation that if you are a repeat offender or violator of this piece of legislation, once it is passed into law, you would be subjected to, you know, legal action, which can result in the temporary and or permanent, um, suspension of your, basically ability to, you know, operate within the state of California because, you know, this this is unacceptable. You know, we should not be allowing the workers that allow these billionaires to make billions of dollars to be paid extremely low amounts of money. It's it's absurd. People should be getting paid for their work and they should be getting paid fairly and accordingly. There is no reason why a CEO of a company can make tens of millions of dollars in one year. Meanwhile, their employees have to use welfare programs to just barely live and survive and provide for either themselves or their families on top of themselves. It is becoming increasingly and increasingly more difficult to financially be able to afford to live in California, and that is exactly what I plan to reverse. We need to make California affordable once more. We need to make it a place where people can be safe and where people can afford to live. California is a a beautiful state. It is the best state in this country, and we need to make the prices reflect that. We need to make sure that we have low crime rates. We need to make sure that it is economically feasible and and, and available to live in California. You should not have to pay an arm and a leg for a studio apartment in California. You should be able to afford to live well. And, you know, that's the whole point of this legislation, you know, because this this covers essential goods and services, as I stated before. Um, And, you know, it is incredibly important that we pass this legislation because if we do pass this legislation, we will be able to combat corporate greed on a high, high level. We would be able to tackle corporate greed immediately. So, yeah. All right, let's move into the next topic here. Um, Let's see what else we got going on today. 
Let's see. Let's see. Probably got some stuff saved up here. Let's see. I'm like trying to find stuff over here to talk about. I did not have too, too much brought up. And uh, actually someone asked me recently what my thoughts were on uh, former uh, LA City Council member Nuri Martinez finally breaking her silence after the uh, the um, city council scandal that happened where she ended up leaving the city council. Um, now, I currently don't necessarily have any sort of comments on it because I actually only just found the actual, like, interview. So, um, you know, I'm going to be reviewing that and hopefully tomorrow or the day after I will be recording a episode dedicated to primarily, you know, my reaction and my thoughts on this. Obviously, what um, former council member uh, Martinez did was inexcusable and disgusting. Um, back when I was running for mayor, you know, I called for the immediate removal of Kevin DeLeon, who also partook in the acts that happened, which resulted in the scandal. Um, he is still a part of the city council, and that is honestly disgusting because, you know, he said awful things. And, you know, that, that that's absurd, in my opinion. You know, we should not have people representing us who are discriminating behind closed doors or what they seem to think is behind closed doors. It is insane and it is ridiculous that Kevin DeLeon is still on the city council and, you know, I think he needs to be removed immediately. Um, so, yeah. This is going to end up being a really, really short episode if I can't come up with anything else because I don't want to necessarily scrap this episode because I promised an episode today and I promised that it would cover the, um, what's it called? I promised that it would cover the, um, new piece of legislation that I introduced. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Please give me something noteworthy to talk about. Please, please, that'd be great. Oh my goodness. It is, it is very stale news day by the seams of it. I have not been able to, um, really see anything interesting recently. That is like stuff that I haven't talked about yet. Uh, come on. This is a bit annoying that I can't really find anything, you know, that I haven't spoken about recently. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, well, actually, now that I'm remembering um, that episodes come out on the same day that I record them, um, happy Halloween to everyone who celebrates it. Um, I hope everyone stays safe today while trick-or-treating, if you are going to be trick-or-treating. Um... So yeah, I hope everyone stays safe tonight when they trick-or-treat, um, if they are doing so. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, what else is there? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that's right. So I reposted a post from presidential candidate Jasmine Sherman, who is an independent, I believe, um, where she actually posted a video where someone covers the fact that Elon Musk claimed to have restored internet access in Palestine, which is not true because if they actually came through with proof stating that an, a local actual internet provider in Palestine was the ones who went out in the middle of dangerous war zone conditions 
to restore internet access to Palestinians, which is incredibly brave of the people who went out and risked their lives in the middle of an active war zone to restore internet access to millions of people who are living in Palestine. That is incredibly brave of them, and I commend them for their bravery for going out in those conditions and performing a amazing public service to everyone who lives in Palestine. Um, so, you know, I, I just find it incredibly disgusting that, you know, Elon Musk wanted to claim that he was the one who restored the internet access in Palestine when in all actuality, that's not the case whatsoever. You did not restore internet access to all of Palestine at all. Um, so yeah, I, I just find that incredibly hypocritical and disgusting of him. I mean, I don't really expect you know, angel-like behavior from Elon Musk. I mean, look what look at what he's done to Twitter recently. But, you know, um, I, I just find it disgusting that, you know, someone would take credit for such a thing um, just in an order to, you know, further promote Starlink um, and all, like, his SpaceX and whatnot, you know, and promote his own name as well, you know, because ultimately that's what it comes down to. You know, you might not think that's the case, but that is the case. Um, you know, by, by claiming this and by, you know, it getting out and the word being spread, you know, you're pretty much promoting your brand Starlink. You're promoting SpaceX who runs Starlink, if I'm, if I'm correct. And you're also promoting your own name because your face and name is directly attached to both Starlink and SpaceX along with Twitter and along with Tesla and along with, I believe it's, it's called the boring company or something like that. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I just find it incredibly disgraceful and, and, and childish of Elon Musk to, um, you know, claim, you know, claim that he did something when he really didn't. So yeah. Um, what else is there? I feel like it's been a while since I've had like such a slow news day while recording an episode. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, here we go. I reposted this the other day. As a result of the uh, $20 an hour fast food worker minimum wage increase, um, a 16-piece chicken meal at KFC now costs $67.09 on DoorDash. A 12-piece meal is $52.45. Eight-piece with just the chicken is $26.22. And if you want eight-piece tender meal... You better look at paying $36.59 for KFC. I could kind of understand it in some means if you're paying that amount of money for like a gourmet five-star, you know, restaurant. But this is KFC we're talking about. That is inexcusable. And that is pure corporate greed. That is corporate greed at its finest. And that's why I proposed this piece of legislation, because it would directly tackle that issue, especially when it comes to essential services, food, water, healthcare, energy, housing. It tackles essential services primarily. You know, we're not saying that, oh, yeah, if you're going to sell some revolutionary technology, you can't upmark the price, you know, because if it's revolutionary and, you know, it's never been done before, then, I mean, you kind of have to set your own price for it in a way. But, like... 
when we're talking about essential services that you need to survive, there should be no sort of uh, of corporate greed based markups or you know inflations of prices, you know price hikes and all that. Um, the only feasible reason should be able to be you know visible by the um, state government. You know we should be able to tell like oh yeah this is necessary because you know the production costs for, you know, this, this brand's products went up a lot, you know, that's excusable, that's acceptable. But if you're just doing it to increase your, um, increase or match your previous amount of, you know, corporate income, that is absolutely lawless. That is absolutely ridiculous. And it just harms the working class. Um, and that's why I propose this legislation. So yeah, there really is not much else for me to talk about today, unfortunately. So this is going to be a very, very short episode. Um, so yeah, we're ending it here. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in and listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.